everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Chick. And I'm Duck. And this is season three, episode 21, the one with an Ashley and a Renee. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I get that, that wrong? Oh, whoops. <laughs> Looks like we flip-flopped that. Strike that and reverse it. Yes. Would you be Chick or would I be Chick? Who would be Duck? I can't. I don't really. I don't know. I like both. Either. Same. They're both very cute, especially in baby form. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. If you guys check out our Instagram at Best Friends Club Podcast, you will find a photo of me, Renee, with a very adorable baby chicken, baby duck that I had for a photo shoot in September or October of 2019. They are so stinking cute. We're posting it now. No, I posted it then. You post. Uh, we'll repost it. Okay, we'll repost it. But it's there for your viewing pleasure. They're so stinking cute. There were like 20 of them. Aww. Oh, so cute. And my friends <laughs> adopted most of them. So I get Aww. to visit. <laughs> They're so cute. Anyway, enough about me. Enough about Never Duck enough. over here. <laughs> enough about Duck. Um, Yes, okay, so another one where the title is part of it but certainly not i guess like like we said last week these are two very iconic important characters that are now Mm -hmm. part of the show but um certainly not the main part of this episode yeah so let's dive right into it um it opens with monica and the girls out in front of central perk and monica's on roller skates because she said some stupid customer put the suggestion in the suggestion box and so now we all have to be on roller skates and phoebe goes oh they took my idea <laughs> that's when you um, stay quiet phoebe because you don't want mom yeah. to kill you and then later chandler's like how long before from when you put the idea in the box till when they implemented it and she was like oh about three weeks and he's like okay so just one more week until the whole topless thing comes oh, into geez. effect he's yeah. so gross sometimes just being a creep just being a creep. Um, just being a dude. Yeah, so um, in that scene in the front, um, Rachel and Phoebe are helping Monica. They're, like, pushing her back and forth to each other. And Gunther comes out and's like, Rachel, I made you a cocoa. And speaking of creeps, and um, she's she looks over at him and doesn't notice Monica coming right at her, crashes into her, knocks her over. <laughs> and um yeah and so that's more on rachel's probably broken rib later yes now renee has had to work at a theme restaurant where there was dance and a plenty but luckily never on roller skates huh Mm. and never in costumes oh yeah that would be rough too wouldn't it Mm -hmm. i feel like work clothes already suck enough like especially when it's a like a work shirt like that you know mm-hmm. and it's like oh it's my work outfit but for it to be because like at a, like a greasy diner and it to be like a co- oh it smell yeah like Ugh. wearing a wig that smells like fried food disgusting oh my gosh could you imagine or like those boob implant things that are just mm-hmm. like sweaty and stinky and fried food smells Ugh. yeah it's really gross lost in a grill fire I remember, um, so I've not worked in a restaurant, as we've said, so I didn't have any, like, fried food costumes. But um, when I was lifeguarding, it was like um, I had a couple 
swimsuits and a couple like cover-ups and like red shorts and stuff. And I wanted to like wear them around for, um, I think Halloween costumes before, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it because it was like, they were like, smelled like chlorine and bleach and sunscreen and sweat. And it was just like, ugh. Any nasty work outfits, you know? Yeah. They just always like, yeah, whatever the thing is, you just can like like never get rid of that. Yeah. Oh, so imagine if you worked on a farm. Whew. Yeah. I mean, you just have to wash everything all the time. A lot of animal poop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. Okay. So um, we're in the diner and Monica um, is skating into Pete's arms and he catches her and she's like, oh, you're a lot sturdier than Chandler. He went down like a piece of paper. Um, Bless. And so Pete's like, I've got great news. Um, He bought a restaurant and he's like, I want you to be the head chef. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't do that. You know, you're only offering me this job because you have a crush on me. And he was like, oh, what? If that's the problem, we don't have a problem. And he's like, no, no. I was on this business trip to Japan recently, and I met a woman named Anne. She's a journalist. We started dating. And I'm um, so confused, though. Okay, why? Let's unpack because it. Because I still thought they were dating. I'm pretty sure that ever since the hospital benefit mm-hmm. where she's like, he's like, you're not attracted to me. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, well, you'll come around. I kind of felt like from that point, it, they weren't she, – because she's not like going like, okay, bye, you anymore. Okay. I think he's just – I think the thing is she likes him as a person and wants to be his friend. Gotcha. And so she's trying to hang out with him. And he is hoping she'll change her mind. And he likes her. So he's just like – hanging out with her. So I think he's still in the picture, but I think she's made it clear that she doesn't see it as anything more than friendship. Okay. I guess I misread that. You thought they were still dating. Yeah. And she was just trying to be attracted to him. She doesn't – he's not in the last episode. I know. I guess that's why I – Yeah. And then the one before it – yeah, so the one before it is the one where he's like, you'll come around, and she's yeah, like, no, yeah. I won't. And so I guess this might guess be the next time she sees up. him. Yeah, because okay. then he went on this business trip. So he right. comes back, and she's like, oh, no, we, you know, I already told you. And then he's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'm dating someone else. Right. Yeah, okay. And so she's like, well, that's great. Then I can work for you. And so she's like, I'm going to roll right in there and quit. And she, like, he, like, gives her a push, and she, like, I love that when she, like, rolls around the corner and crashes and then she rolls back by and she's like I'm okay I'm all right yeah (laughs) um but perceptive little miss Phoebe is sitting at the counter and she's like oh how exciting bought a restaurant made up a woman yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he's like what and she's like well this woman she's fictitious no she's fictitious no and he's like, what are you talking about? And she perfectly lays it out like, well, you still like Monica. You knew she wouldn't work for you. Um, and so you pretended to be dating somebody else. So now she can and you're hoping something will happen. And he's like, wow, you're good. So Phoebes. she is good. And so, I mean, essentially, that's exactly what he's doing. Yep. I kind of want to back up for a quick second, though, okay. with this whole like, one person likes the other person or, you know, they kind of try to date and it's not going to work out, but they, they really like the other person, like, as a person. 
and I've said the word person so many times, mm-hmm. um, and they want to just try to like have a friendship. Do you think a friendship can work in that circumstance? I think it can because sometimes, well, I don't think it can always work, but I do think that people can get over their crushes. And I think that's what Monica's hoping is like that Pete will get over his crush on her and that they could still be friends. Mm. Um, I don't think that's what's happening here. Well, no, because Pete's hoping that Monica right. comes around and sees him as a potential. Right. So they're both kind of hoping the other person changes their mind. Right. But that's both of their choices. Like they both yeah, know yeah. the current situation and clearly they're fine enough with it to see how it goes. Yeah. I feel like. This could work if they had been friends before, but because they were yeah, not friends you're totally before. Right. You're right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they only They're, know they each other. They don't have other. a foundation. They don't. And they, they probably are wonderful people, but I feel like, especially not right away, like I think it would take some time, but it's kind of like, I mean, the two of these people are probably not going to like run in the same circles normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would just fizzle out. But yeah, I feel like she really enjoys him as a person, but I don't know that he enjoys her as a person who's not his partner he did because it because if it could work then he'd go okay let's just be friends you know come hang out but he's not he's only seeing her as a potential partner so he just can't let it go and I don't blame him like he doesn't he's she's not a friend he's interested in her like that's how he feels but yeah I'm sure it could happen if both people got over it like you said yeah but I think it's harder when they weren't friends first um also, I thought when you were like, I want to talk about this for a second. I thought I knew what you were going to say, and you didn't say oh, it. What do you think? I thought you were going to say, do you think that this is anything like him writing her the $20,000 check and like buying her? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't put that together. I didn't really. I thought the check was enough of a joke. I think it was a joke because he's obviously eaten there before and left her like normal Normal tips. tips. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really do think he was doing it to get her attention um, and like for the callback kind of thing like yeah just to have something to talk about but um, him buying a restaurant so she can work at it maybe a little inappropriate <laughs> I mean maybe he was gonna buy one anyway yeah and you know also Really, I think I guess it's not inappropriate because he's a businessman who would be paying her to do a job that she is extremely qualified to do. Yeah. So it's not like he bought a Fortune 500 company as making her the CEO or giving her shares. Right. right. But um <laughs> but I guess it's almost more like risky on his part. And also, oh sorry, I guess I have a lot of thoughts about this. I've said also okay. 19 times. Um tell us. I guess at first I was like, oh, maybe this is like borderline weird. But at the same time, it's very, very sweet because he's pretending like he's dating someone else because he just wants – I think he did it because he just wants her to be happy. Yeah, I think so too. And that's really nice. Well, I think it's a few things. So – so, and now I have all these opinions about it even though we were not thinking about this <laughs> 60 seconds ago. Um I think that it's probably like a person in his position. He probably has a lot of opportunities to invest in things, buy mm-hmm. things, whatever. Yeah, and sure maybe can. in the past where he would have been like, I don't want to invest in a restaurant. I have no irons in that fire. 
Now he's going, well, actually, I know this really talented chef. She's a great woman. You know, she's a great person, would make a really great chef of her own restaurant, and she could use the opportunity. So maybe he was like, huh, okay, like, you know, in the past where he wouldn't have done it, maybe now he is because he knows somebody. And then it doesn't hurt that he also likes her and wants to probably – he re-loves her and wants to get some points maybe. Um, I do think you're right. I think he does just want her to be happy. Um, but I think like he 100% also is kind of like holding out hope that she'll change her mind if she spends more time with him. Totally. So he's found a way for her to feel comfortable spending time with him and has been able to give her a gift. I also think that when you're like Bill Gates rich or like Jeff Bezos rich – you might lose sight of like what is an appropriate gift. Kind of like how Rachel and her sisters buy, like, I bought my friend a boat. What? He said I had, he really liked my haircut or something. (laughs) And it's like, well, what an appropriate thing might have been like making an introduction or like giving a piece of jewelry. But when you're like rich enough to buy a restaurant, maybe you're like, I know that this would make my friend so happy. I'm just going to do it because I can. Yeah. He does seem like, you know, so maybe he's being really generous. Yeah. We don't know. We have zero idea. That was called 10 Minutes of Speculation from Renee and Ashley about fictional characters. AKA the subplot this of this pod- podcast. podcast. <laughs> exactly. If you don't enjoy um, listening to us guess, this is not the podcast for you. You're, you've already figured out you don't want to be here. <laughs> guess along, though. We encourage that one. Yeah, we Shout like into your guesses. The, Shout into the speaker from home. Um, So I want to mention one quick thing before we keep moving on with um, the Monica Pete story. Um, Where she, she, oh yeah, so I think this is, so she's like trying to decide whether or not to do it. Um, And she's like, and I think maybe Rachel is like, ooh, this seems risky because he likes you or whatever. And she's just like, this would be such a good opportunity. I've been wanting to own my own restaurant since I had Easy Monica's Bakery. (laughs) great name and I was just thinking like man do people younger than us know about easy bake ovens surely they they must have right like they probably came out with a re-release I don't know it was a terrible idea I feel like they were popular enough through the 90s so anyone who's listening to this podcast knows about knows about them maybe didn't have one but i mean like if you were born in 2005 i don't think i can help you but i don't think i can help you with a lot of things you're still a great person we're sure i'm sure you're a great Um, person i just don't get you i don't get your thing i feel like just to sidebar for a second i feel like it would be cool if we left all that like generational divide and like I don't know what the right word is, but like, you know how we hate the fact that like boomers blame everything on millennials and blah, blah, blah. And before that, the greatest generation didn't like boomers. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just like, we, we're we all in this together and we all really have to like work alongside. And I truly actually do think that the the Zoomers or whatever my niece said they're called, which is adorable, um, are the ones that are going to like help fix things like climate crisis and food shortage and you know what I mean like I think that they because they've grown up in a technological world where like mass data analysis and robotics and AI and you know all that 
like machine learning type stuff, self-driving cars and all these things are the norm. And so I just feel like it could be really cool to see what they're able to dream up. And I'm not saying that I understand them, but I just, I don't think we need to be like, uh, you don't, oh. you never had a flip phone. Girl, you don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we're a very unique generation and that we were, uh, sentient before the internet and very much remember life before that, but also are like not technologically challenged and totally like can pick up the latest tech as well, which is cool. Yeah. But I, I was just thinking about that in the car the other day. I was like, you know what? I would really love to be like, to stop all that and be the generation that like reaches out to those beneath us and are like, how can we help you? How can you help us? Like, what can we all do? You know, we're in it together. So what you're saying is you believe the children are our future? <gasps> That's what I was getting to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying like, if you don't know what an easy big oven is, me explaining it to you, uh, it's not going to help. There's a lot of things, yeah. There's a lot of things that yeah. kids are into that we're not meant to be into, but it's yeah, just like kind TikTok. of like we didn't, yeah, which is fine. Like, I don't want my parents to be into Facebook, and here we are. But like, <laughs> and look how that's turned out. And look how that turned out. Ruining um, the world. But, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. You guys have this social media platform that we're not familiar with. We're not that different. That's all. We're the same. <laughs> You We're and not. me, you dog. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm but saying. But we are. <laughs> I'm saying you, me, Ross, and Isaac are the same because monogamy is too cruel a rule. Too cruel to rule, man. Too oh. cruel to rule. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's so um, funny. I feel like there was a hundred other things I wanted to say, but oh, so if you're not familiar with Easy Bake Ovens, it was a box that had a light bulb in it. I think they explained this later in the show and it like... You, they gave you like some brownie mix and you'd basically have to like, did you have to like add your own milk and eggs? I think you just added water. I think you did too. I think it was like they gave you like this little setup. It was essentially like home ec, domesticity for girls. Um, but you know, also so like kids like to bake and they can't use the stove. True. True. Yeah. Should, yeah. It's kind of like teaching kids kind of the principles of baking outside of the kitchen. And so it's like essentially a microwave, but you like put it in there and it's like 35 minutes and your brownie will be done. And it's yeah, like just like a just add water brownie mix. I know I had one. I think it was probably my sister's hand me down and I don't remember using it very much. Yeah. I we definitely either we had one or somebody we spent a lot of time with had one. Like Sarah? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, or me, but you would have... We weren't... We spent more time when we were older. Yeah, yeah, we weren't friends when we were little. Um, Apparently, the old versions were just a light bulb, but... Catch fire? Oh. No, the current versions have an actual heating element. Oh, wow. So it's like a hot plate. (laughs) I guess so. I didn't know there was a current version. Yeah. Okay. So the ones that we had when we were little, little were those light bulb ones? A hundred watt incandescent light bulb, which is like How what's in a How does that bake like a, a cookie? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Over 16 a, million models have been sold. It was a nice idea. Um. Anyway. Not as much as you just... liked playing Uncooked Batter Eater. <laughs> uncooked Batter. That's from a different episode, but yeah. Mm. 
Um, that and that's when she's like, "It is unreasonable to expect a child to wait for a light bulb to cook brownies." Brownies. It's so true. I, it took like thirty minutes to cook a thing. That's it. And I guess now we've got microwaves, so it's like you can just make a brownie in a mug or something. Yeah. Anyway, so so Phoebe finds out about Pete lying. Monica doesn't realize. She thinks that she's good to go. She goes in and quits her job at the diner, and she's so super excited. And so she comes in to see Phoebe at the coffee house, and she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna go see the new restaurant. I'm gonna go look at the kitchen with Pete." And then Phoebe is like, "Oh, I have to tell you something. Oh, but I can't tell you." And I'm like, yeah. "Phoebe, why? I know. Oh, it's so annoying. Why when do that? Why did she even bring it up? I don't know." And then she's kind of like, I promised I wouldn't tell, but if you guess, that wouldn't be me telling you. And so then Monica starts off on a good streak by guessing, does it have to do with, and then names all of their other friends. And then she starts guessing random crap like travel, clogs. What? Are you just looking at things? Like what clogs? I don't know. What secret would she have to tell you about clogs? And then she's like, does it have to do with Pete? And she's like, no. And shaking her head wildly, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so then and she's because Monica's like, I'm going to go. And she's like, no, you're so close. And then she's like, OK, does it have to do with Pete's computer business? And she's like, oh, just go. You're never going to guess it. Never going to get I figured, it. As soon as she said Pete, I was like, really, does Monica not know where she's going with this? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently oh, well. not. Apparently not. Because Monica goes to the kitchen to check it out. She loves it. She's so excited. Goes to give Pete a hug. And he smells her hair a bit obvious, a bit too obviously. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did you just smell my hair? Oh, my God. You're still into me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? Okay, I love you. Is that so bad? The only one so bad? To get, <laughs> the only one who stands to get hurt is me. And I'm fine with it, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. And she's like, I'm not okay being the one that hurts you. Yeah. And so she goes to leave and then she gives him a kiss on the cheek. He kind of predatorily turns and gives her a kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but then but she, he's like, yeah, but then he's <laughs> like, OK, well, if you never want to see me again, she's like, ho, 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 hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. him again and is like, well, well, well. And so there we go. So Monica, all she needed to do was just have a little lippy action with Pete. And she totally feels the spark. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because the restaurant she now has. I don't know. But I kind of feel like even if you're going to date him, you probably still shouldn't work for him. But hey, yeah. girl needs a job. And it's a great one. Well, and she just quit her old one. So Yeah, so she really needs a job. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, so all it took was that kiss. She could have tried that a lot earlier. That's what I'm saying. Instead of tousling his hair. I know. Like three episodes ago, she could have just given him a quick peck. But I guess she was just like, I don't know. Was she repulsed? She didn't seem repulsed. No, I think she just definitely friend zoned him. Yeah. Like she just didn't feel that spark. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So they're like a thing now. That's great. Yeah. Well, for now. Although, again, yeah, don't get too attached. Um, (laughs) And then... (laughs) Joey? Joey. Or were you going to say something about Pete and Monica? No, No, just thinking about Joey and Chandler. So so Chandler comes out and he's like, 
And um, Joey's like, you know, with that goatee, you kind of look like Satan, <laughs> which is <laughs> such a True. good burn. And funny. Uh, and he's like, dude, you can't. Because, OK, so Joey's really upset because the whole Kate thing. He mm-hmm. slept with her, and then he thought that was going to be them together. And she's like, what? No, I'm still dating the director. And so she, like, rejected him. So he's moping around about that. And Chandler's like, come on, dude. You can't just mope around here all day. And I was kind of like, well, you were just doing that about Janice. But I guess it's like he's not judging him. He's just like, come on, like, get out of the house type thing. He's trying mm-hmm. to be a friend. Um, And... And so then um, Chandler and Ross are going somewhere. I don't know if they ever actually tell us, but they go out. And um, Joey's watching TV, and there's like a news article where they're like, well, this Valentine's Day, a lot of people are giving baby chicks instead of candy. Um, And then Joey like immediately goes and picks up the phone and is like, hey, I was just seeing, I was watching this commercial. And I was like, it was the news. and he's like, do you got any of those baby chicks? Because they are cute. And this is the part where the news anchor is like, unfortunately, most of them are going to die before, I don't remember what they say, St. Patrick's Day or something, because they're a lot of work and people don't take care of them. Well, all of that is lost on Joey. Yes. So he goes out and gets a chick and Chandler comes home and is like, you know, whatever, they've got a chick now. Um and then later, Chandler stays home from work to watch the chick, <laughs> which seems a bit excessive. But I guess Phoebe does say, like, you guys, do you know how much work they are? They, they need, need constant, time care. Yeah, constant love and attention. And I suppose when they're that little, they it's probably like a baby or like a puppy. Yeah. You can't just leave it alone all day. Yeah. And they have the little warmer for it. It's very cute. But so Chandler stays home from work. Joey comes in and is like, hey, oh, I'm, I got to just take a shower and go back out. We're doing a cast party or something. And Chandler's like, I've been home all day taking care of our chick. Our and you chick. spend two seconds with us. And they start arguing. And he's like, I was working. And he's like, you don't think what I do is work? <laughs> you love That's this, so don't you? You've said, you love it when they argue like married I couple. I think it's really cute and funny. Um, question you were telling us last week that you hung out with a chick and a duck on a oh no was that last week or was that yeah yeah oh no this morning you were telling me that you said it at some point I can't remember (laughs) it's all blending together my memory sucks um but were they constant did they need constant love and attention when you were hanging out with them they did well they had to be in like a box of the warmer and we could only use them for the photo shoot for like I don't know, 20 minutes at a time. And then we had to swap them with other ones. Oh, wow. Because their body heat? Like, do they actually their need to be? Their body heat and they need to, to, like, be fed and watered. Um, Constantly. So, yeah. Well, just, like, frequently, I would say. Hmm. Um, so, like, we could only use them for a little bit. Also, because they would just, like, run out of energy. You know, they're little guys. Oh, yeah, that's true. Puppies do that. Like, they freak yeah. out for, like, yeah. 30 minutes. And then they nap for 30 minutes. And then yeah. they freak out for 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Aww. you would see some of them start to like wear out a little bit. And you're like, okay, he needs a break. Oh, cute. And these chicks are not union workers. So <laughs> there's no set time Someone's got to fight for their rights. 
Yeah. Um, there's I'm so surprised there's cute, not though. an animal actors union. Should we start Oh, I'm that? sure there are, but like... Oh, okay. I mean, the company owned these animals, Those so. chicks weren't... I kind of feel like because... I'm surprised there's not like a... If you're ever going to use an animal for production and like print versus film versus whatever, I'm surprised there's not like set guidelines. You know, Standards. I bet there is in LA. Yeah, for like... Because it happens film all the time. Or whatever. Yeah. Or like TV. Um, hmm. Yeah, and I also think like... Even filming for this show, for example, they probably filmed these scenes with the chicken and the duck over several days. And they probably had several chicks and ducks. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, ours wasn't very long. Ours was only a couple hours. And like I said, we didn't we didn't let them work for too long. And now they're in loving homes. Oh, cute. They're really okay. cute. Um, yeah, so, um, so Joey and Chandler are fighting like a married couple. Mm-hmm. And... They're like, have you noticed how much more we've started fighting since we got the chick? And they're like, maybe we just weren't ready. Um, And to be honest with you, I was kind of thinking about it. I want a dog so badly. But then I was like, I kind of do feel like I so I have a friend that has a dog and she's just talking about how much like she did not realize how much work it was going to be. Of course, she loves her dog, but it's like. I know it's quite sad. Like I think it is a lot more work. Do you remember when Casey got a dog the first time? No. Our friend Casey, who guest hosted episode whatever it was, the one where nobody's ready. Was um, she we, dating somebody and he got her a dog? No, no, I don't. She might have been dating someone at the time, but she got the dog on her own. She really, really wanted a puppy. This is when she lived in oh. L.A. And she adopted a dog, or maybe she bought one. I can't actually remember now. But the dog cried 24-7. And she Even when she was with do. it? Mm-hmm. And like all night, it was like three days straight, and she had to return him. Because she was like, oh I'm not, I wasn't gosh. ready for this. It's a lot of work. I, okay, some people are might be offended when I say this, and I don't mean, ugh, how do I say this right? I almost think having a dog, it's not more work than having a kid, but like you can bring your kid with you. So in for my lifestyle, a dog would be more work than a kid. Like, because I want to go somewhere, you got to figure out where you're going to put that dog. You know, you can bring yeah, your kid with this, you. When you say go somewhere, you mean like take like take a trip somewhere. Like on a trip, yeah. Which I know, I like, like all my friends spend all their time looking for babysitters, so I know it's not like. But I also kind of feel like it's peasy. easier because you can just leave a dog at like a boarding. Yeah, I, I mean, guess it's expensive. True. It's really expensive. But like, uh, look here, I I don't want a puppy. I make no, I make no mistakes about that. I think puppies are so much cute. work. Oh, yeah, they're cute, but so are regular <laughs> Wait, dogs. Cute or ugly? <laughs> puppies, cute or ugly? Um, but look, puppies are super cute, but the, it's to me, I'm just like, I am not going to get seduced by that cuteness. They are so, so much cute. work. And so honestly, I'd like to adopt like an older dog because they need homes. And most of them oh, have, you know, loved. it's like, it's like the family had to move away and couldn't bring them or like the old, the, the owner passed away or, you know, like something happened. Mm-hmm. And a lot of dogs are well-trained, 
maybe they need a little bit of retraining, you know, but there are a lot of adult dogs out there that are pretty well behaved and just need a home, but people don't want to, not as many people want to adopt older dogs. They yeah. want puppies. I, I don't want a puppy. I, I have, I don't want to train. Like, I don't want to have to train a puppy. I don't mind retraining a dog that needs to learn to be better, but it's like older dogs know better. Little puppies are just trying your patience and I do you know, don't want that. Do you know what's less work than a dog though? A cat. A cat. And so that's, I actually thought that. And so I was like, I've always wanted a dog. There's so much work. And I think this is where a cat comes in handy. Yes. <laughs> and I also love cats. So I know. Would you Ugh. ever get another cat? Like get Steve a friend? Uh, maybe. Do you wish that you would have got two cats to, yeah. like at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's harder to introduce one now mm-hmm. that Steve And he's so territorial. Roost. Yeah. Um, so he would be pissed forever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's sad. Like when you have an older dog and then you bring a puppy in, they yeah. almost like start to – some of them I think act playful, but then other ones like almost just like put themselves out to pasture. Because yeah. well, they're like, oh, well. Yeah. There's a cat in our neighborhood who I've been trying to befriend for – Toby? Yeah, Toby. I always okay. called him Toby. Actually, I think we started calling him Toby after this episode, that episode of Friends. Um, so Toby, I've been trying to pet him for years. And he would like make eye contact, make eye contact with me and then like run away. And I never got to pet him. And then one day I came home and he was on the porch and I like slowly walk up to the porch and I sit on the step. And he like doesn't run away. And I kind of just put my hand out towards him and he like rubs up against it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am petting this cat. I've been trying to pet him. It was at least three or four years at that time. That is so funny. And And I got to pet him. Now I'm ready. Yeah. And so I'm petting him and I'm like, this is amazing. I've always wanted to pet you. We're friends now. And so anyway, I pet him for a few minutes. He leaves. He comes back the next day and he sees me and he starts meowing and kneading like on like putting pulling his paws up and kneading. And I was like, Toby, come here. And once again, like, I can't really, like, run to him. But if I kind of, like, sit down and wait long enough, he'll come over to me or get close enough to me. And then it happened a third day in a row. And then I was like, was he abandoned? Did something happen to him? Because Mm -hmm. he's literally never come near me. Yeah, and all of a sudden, and he's all like, of a sudden, you're my new mom. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a gradual thing. It was like he never came near me, and then he suddenly is talking to me every day. I say talking to me. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I talk to all the neighborhood cats. Um, so we have like a – there's this um, app called Nextdoor. Do you guys have that in New Zealand? Probably not. Okay. Well, it's like a neighborhood thing, and basically you sign yeah. up with your address and like confirm you live there. So the only – it's like a Facebook thing, but only for yeah, the people in Yeah, we've got one called Neighborly. Okay, yeah. So you can do it in like your immediate neighborhood or like your general, like a little bit wider net. Um, and it's all sorts of things, but whatever. I was like, does anybody know this cat? And do they know if he's okay? Because yeah, he's never let me pet him before and suddenly he is. And the people who own him, like at, they're not on our street, but our street dead ends into their street and they live right there. And they're like, oh, that's our cat. His name's Rudy. We just got a kitten, though, and I'm wondering if he's just feeling a little oh. left out. <laughs> and I was like, that makes so much sense because I really thought he, like, 
got left behind in a move or something. Wow. Um, but yeah, they had just gotten a kitten. And so Rudy was like, I need to he, find a new home. He's like, I they need don't to find that anymore. lady who's always trying to talk to me. Yeah. I know someone who'll love me. Fine, yeah. mom and dad. He yeah. ran away from home. <laughs> well, no, he's an indoor outdoor cat, so he, you know. Yeah, but kind of. He kind of looking yeah. for love. I mean, he's still in our backyard all the time, but he doesn't let me pet him Aww. just as much, but he doesn't? Yeah. No, not as much. Oh. I think he's gotten over it. That cat, the kitten is also like grown now. That was like a few years ago. He was probably just really annoyed and was like, forget this. Probably. Um, my two cats growing up, Wilbur and Penelope, Nellie was like really sweet, really playful. Um, I, Renee already knows this, so I'm telling this the purpose of the story like for you guys it. listening. Okay. I still like hearing it. She was like practically a dog. Like she would she come so sit sweet. by the garage door and wait for you when she heard the door open she'd like come sit there and wait to greet you maybe it's because we had a dog first and so they kind of learned social cues from him but yeah. um i mean steve does that at the door if i'm like taking too long getting my stuff out of the car he like pops his little like, come head wait. out it's very and cute. he meows at me and like hello you're home come in here mm-hmm. and so um she was just such a sweetie. And then um, we had this other cat, Wilbur, Willie. He, they were brother and sister. He was also a sweetie, but he was so skittish. And so yeah. he was such a scaredy cat. So, like, how was he with you? Because he was Wilbur? really, like, he was, yeah, he was fine with all of, like, he was fine with my family. Like, it wasn't like he would hide from us. But it was like, if anybody ever came over, he would run away and hide. And he I got mean, used to you. Was he nice yeah. to you? He would hang out in your parents' room a lot more. Like, Nellie would always hang out with us in your room. Right. Sometimes Wilbur would come in. Um, he used to come in and sleep, like, near my feet. So, like, Nellie yeah. would always want to come in and sleep right next to my face. Mm-hmm. Like, like up in my arm and, like, cuddle in. And he would be like, I'm fine. Don't touch me. I'm down here on the very yeah. corner of the bed. Yeah. I think more of my memories of Wilbur is when he lived with us in college. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have brought a cat to our college class. Why not? It was awesome. I don't know. I actually yeah. don't even know. How, how did that even happen? Um, because my parents had to We're move out. Move. Yeah, so they had to move to California to take care of my grandparents who got That's really right. sick. That's and right. my Nana was allergic to cats. And so my mom was like, we don't have any other choice. I'm just surprised, like, because we had six girls living in a house and my cats were not indoor-outdoor. So I'm really, really surprised nobody ever left a door open and he didn't ever get out. He also, I don't feel was like not he's very the type. mobile. No, yeah. he's not, he was very overweight and big-boned. Yeah. Um, Pretty but lethargic. Also, like, scaredy cat. Like, I don't feel like he's a bolter, you know? True. Well, I feel like he could have bolted if he felt like there's too many people in this house. I'm terrified. Get me out of here. But also, where yeah. did we put his litter box? I don't remember this. I think we put it out in the. Um, remember that room off the back that had the desk in it that, that no like, one ever office. went in? Yeah, that's probably yeah. where. Okay. I think we put it there, and then I feel like he used to like hang out under my bed or like in my closet quite a bit. Yeah, I have a picture Some of quiet him time. on the arm of the chair of the sofa. And his yeah. bat is just like spilling over spilling both over sides both of sides. this giant sofa arm. And so, so then eventually and I flew him up to Minnesota and he ended out his days up there with my sister and um, and the two cats that already lived there. I think they would gang up on him. I think they were kind of mean Aww. to him. But, you know, he needed to go somewhere. He couldn't live in the college house forever. I should have kept him. You should have. Well, you, I think, were... I went to London. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably would have if you could have, but... Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so so Joey and Chandler are like, this is too much work. Um, and Chandler's like, I'll go take him back tomorrow. And then the next day, they're watching Baywatch together. And Joey's like, the trigger's still here? I thought you were giving it back. And he's like, I tried. They wouldn't take her. And then he's like, um, we couldn't. And he's like, and I found out what they do to animals they can't find a home for. They kill them. And I couldn't let that happen to little Yasmin. And then he's oh, like, yeah. oh, well, you did the right thing. And he's like, I'm glad you see it that way. Because, you know, it's not just chickens that they do that to. And then out waddles this duck. It's duckies. So clearly Chandler got conned into taking this duck home so it didn't Aww. get killed, which is so funny. It is. And so now there's a chicken and a duck in our lives. Yep. For a very long time until they dive into fun on the farm. Is that what eventually happens? Do we ever? I, I can't don't remember. actually think that they explain it. It's just like they're not there one day, and then yeah, well, because when says Chandler, that. when Chandler moves in with Monica, the chicken, the duck, do they still? They still live over because because Rachel lives with Joey, and she's like, "What did the damn duck do now?" Mm-hmm. But they never talk about rehoming them, do they? Oh, I can't this... actually remember. I know. I feel like this oh, should be a trivia it question. It says here, abrupt disappearance. <laughs> Uh-oh. After about season six, the animals disappeared. The duck was mentioned, but not seen in season seven, having thrown up on Joey's bed. Uh, and in the final episode, it was revealed they had died of old age some time ago. Chandler and the rest of the group had lied to Joey to save his feelings, telling him they had gone to a special farm they was happy but could not be visited. Oh, that's right. So they do mention that they went to the farm upstate or something. Okay. Okay. That's fine. And finally, um, Ross comes in and tells the guys he's going to be on the National Geographic, the Discovery Channel. I think it's the Discovery. It's the Discovery Channel. Okay. And he, um, they're filming this thing. Like, they found some fossils in Brazil. I don't know. Don't quote me on any of these details. And um, they want him to um, do some commentary. And so he's, like, really excited. He's, like, trying to pick an outfit. He has that horrible Colonel Sanders suit, which is terrible. And I love how the girls make fun of him. Like, Like, I like it even more on you than I did on the Colonel. And she's like... He's like, she's like, no, no, no. What were you going to tell us? Ooh, is it how you invented the cotton gin? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And oh, so, so, yes, funny. he looks ridiculous. So he's trying to find a suit, and the guys are kind of like, we can't help you. So he goes over to get advice from Rachel mm-hmm. and realizes that she is in tons of pain. She can't even bend in half. She's trying to, like, take some aspirin because she has to go to some important dinner at Joanna's house. I think it's a regatta gala um, of some kind some kind yeah and i get it she has to go network but she's really not taking it seriously and he's like rachel you need to go to the hospital like your rib could be broken and she's like she's like either help me she's like it'd be i could use your help getting ready mm-hmm. and she's like either help me or leave and he's like fine i'm going and then she's like oh could you help me and so he keeps like looking at his watch and he's like yeah okay okay and so i love this scene where he's helping her put on makeup <laughs> and yes. She's like, okay, I don't just think you are gent- enough of this stuff. Yeah, just gently sweep it. And he's like, 
no, I think, I don't think you wear enough of this. I think it looks sophisticated. And she's like, sophisticated like a hooker? <laughs> and he's like going to town with this black oh eyeshadow. Gosh. I think it's she must so have been, bad. Don't have your ex-boyfriend do a smoky eye for you. Like, don't oh, start no. there. I feel like if I'm having a guy do my makeup, I skip anything complicated like eyeshadow. You You'd know? be like... Do some mascara. mascara, maybe a little, maybe like a, blush na- a natural, like a natural eyeshadow, but like something yes. very light. Yes, Nothing like that needs one to be color blended. on the lid. Yeah, and it's just a shimmery, like nude. Yeah, but some blush. Although she had her own blush on, um, but then when they like do the scene where he does her eyeshadow and she turns back, it's like even more pronounced and crazy, and she looks like a clown. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't move her right arm. Is that? A normal thing if you've broken a rib? Because that sounds like she had a stroke. Well, right. Well, I'm thinking just because, like, when you move it. Or maybe she was, like, holding it in place and it felt. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, every I've time never... she moved her arm. I don't know. I've never broken yeah. a rib. Neither. Knock on wood. So, okay. Um. So he's trying to help her. The eyeshadow looks terrible. And terrible. then she's like, can you help me get dressed? And he's like, oh, okay. Um. And she's like, okay, well, turn around. I don't want you to see me naked. He's like, Rachel, I've seen you naked hundreds of times. I can picture you naked right now, which is a little weird, but he kind of says it in like a jokey way. Yeah. Um, Just not something that you want to think about the fact that your exes know what you look like naked and can conjure up the image at any moment. Yeah. And and so they like have – but it's nice they have like a jokey moment about that. And they're both kind of like – I mean, she's squeaking and she's like, cut it like kind of annoying but um you know they're they're being lighthearted and it's fine and so um so he tries to like so oh yeah so he like makes a comment and she's like see there you go you get out of here i'm gonna do it myself and she mm-hmm. like falls over and is like ow, 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 ow. and he's just like no that's it you need to go to the hospital and so he's like i'm gonna get your coat i'm gonna put you in a cab he's being so nice and she's like you're not gonna come with me and so then he's mm-hmm. like Okay, yeah, I will. Oh. It's so sweet. What? I know. You hate Ross. Talk to me your thoughts about this. It's very sweet. It's the most selfless thing he's done in a long time. It's so selfless. Yeah. I, part of me is thinking like he – okay, because I was like, why didn't he just say like, Rachel, I've got this TV spot so I can only help you for the next 20 minutes. But it's like part of me is thinking like, you know, they're in this peaceful place finally – and he probably doesn't want to be, like, seen as abandoning her or hurting her mm-hmm. to, like, cause tension. Um, it is really sweet and selfless. But also, like, the guys are sitting over in their apartment doing nothing. Like, right. one of those idiots surely couldn't have helped her put her makeup on. But, like, one of them could have taken her to the hospital. Yeah. Don't you and think? Like, and he knows they're totally. over there. But this is why – this is the Ross I like to see. Not the one who's trying to get out of stuff all the time and, like, be mean to people and belittle them. Those are such what bad kind of, qualities. What type of stuff was he trying to get out of? Oh, like, the fact that he slept with someone else, ruining their relationship. Like, that kind of, you know, basically all oh, that. Oh, trying to, like, minimize stuff. Yeah, minimize yeah. and, like, con- not control Rachel, but kind of, like, you know, not being able to, like, let things go. Or over-explaining everything all the time. But, like, this, he easily could have said, I'm so sorry. I, I have this thing I've committed to, and I don't 
I don't want to ditch you, but like, can I get Joanne Chandler to take you? Um, or like, please just stay home. I'll be back in a couple hours. Or like, I'll drop you off at the hospital and come pick you up after or something. Or like, yeah, yeah. like Joey or Chandler could have easily done it. But he knows if he says, I actually have this thing, then she'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to come with me. And I just think he wants to go. I think he does, he too. He wants to take care of her. I think and I'm that like, he does want to take care of her, yeah. You could have had this if you just leaned a little bit more on this side of your personality and not the other yeah. side, the jealous, He couldn't one. help it. Honestly, I think he was just like, he needs help because that whole jealous spiraling, like... Yeah, it was out of control. It's exact, kind of like you were talking about a couple episodes ago with like people acting out of hurt, aren't mm-hmm. sitting there like, hmm okay, why am I behaving this way? You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's the same for him when he's, it's like his fear. He's acting out of fear and he's freaking out and there's no stopping it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a really good idea to resolve those underlying fear, hurt, insecurity things. Yep, it is. Just like us, your your favorite perfect psychologists. (laughs) Jokes. People that are good at stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that too. Um, and I think like part of me does think like he wants to see her taken care of, but he wants to take care of her. I don't think mm-hmm. he's doing this to try to like earn points with her and win her back. No, I don't either. And I think that's also why it's refreshing because I feel like the last time we've seen him quote unquote do nice things for her, it was to try to like one up Mark or distract her from work or like yeah minimize what he's done, you know, like the slinky yeah, I agree. and the picnic and all those kind of things like are nice in theory, but none of his motives were just to be nice. They were to make her forget about what he said or did. Which is or interesting whatever. because he was super worried about Mark's motives. And don't they often say that people, what they are like afraid of in others is stuff that they're usually projecting from themselves. Mm, spotty, like you got cheaters, it. somebody who's cheating always assumes that the other person is cheating mm-hmm. or like, you know, he's yeah. worried about Mark's yeah. motives because he knows that he's only nice when he wants something. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Oh, I think we did. And I kind of Ooh. am a little uncomfortable with it. Mm. <laughs> We're not normally no. this good about stuff. I feel like we could take hours talking about that. If that's true, if Ross is only ever nice when he wants something, that really makes me rethink my liking if you're him a Ross as head. a person. If that makes me rethink, <laughs> I'm a Ross head. I here's the thing. I don't think that he only does something when he's nice. Sorry, I don't <laughs> I know think what you meant. he only does it when he wants something. when he wants something. I don't think that's the only time, but I do think. He has done that a lot lately, but it was, I know it was to compensate for fear and jealousy and insecurity. It doesn't make it okay. But I think now kind of with that fog lifted, he doesn't actually have anything to lose here. He's already lost her. Now he can just be loving and compassionate because he can't actually lose or gain anything, you know, like he's just doing it because he cares about her. And that's what he should have been operating out of the whole time. If he just loved her and cared for her and was supportive of her, they'd still be together, you know? So it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. But you get back to us on if you're a Ross head or not. I don't know. I was just going to say, I still feel like 
he thought in his own way he was bringing up his concerns about Mark and she was just like, oh, yeah, I shower. I'm going to have to shower with him, but I do that with all my bosses or whatever, you know, like joking and stuff. But like, I wonder if he thought he tried to communicate and she wasn't open to it. And so he freaked out. But that, not that that's OK. But yeah. um, I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, I don't want to say this and, and then be wrong. But I guess like, you know how there's some people that like if something's wrong, they kind of like can't let it go. And they're just like, no, we have to fix this. I have to talk to you. Like, call me back. You know, the, pe- the people that like send 20 text messages in a row or like mm-hmm. will call and call and call. Like, I'm not saying that it, like that's not because we all feel the same things. Right. But it's just like some people act on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I tend to pull away and get cold. And I don't think that's good either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so it's sometimes it's hard for me to understand this whole like because in my mind I'm just like the more you do the worse you're making it by just yeah. like texting and calling and you know not texting back then but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, piling I think the on. Reason, I think the reason like at the beginning she's joking and then when he really addresses his concerns, she's like, I'm not interested in Mark. Like and the girls even say like he's like they want he wants to sleep with her and that's like does does that mean he gets to like and does Rachel they, actually say it though to remind me like does she have a moment where I can't she's like remember a moment because exactly. that's the thing is Monica says it but I don't know that it actually ever comes from Rachel's mouth well she does I, say a point like I love you like I want to be with you yeah and he takes that but then he keeps bringing it up and like yeah he's you know when they do go. get in the big yeah. fight like she says something and he's like is this about Mark and she's like I literally can't have this fight with yeah. you one more time yeah like you know he's what never I mean? gonna like, trust her it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what she does yeah. like mark doesn't even work there anymore and this is still a fight about mark you know like it's just out of control it, it, he doesn't trust her yeah Mm-mm. it's that's what it shows and that's nothing she could do could change that no um it's not been about her behavior no no not at all um how did we even get talking oh because we were I saying ross only if he's only nice when he wants mm-hmm. something I'm going to keep an eye out for that going forward because okay. I wonder okay. if that is how he – because he uh, he does nice stuff, but I do wonder if going forward it is when it's for his own gain. Mm-hmm. He's certainly done that quite a bit with Rachel with like the, um, you know, well, work comes first, like only yeah. when Mark's quit or when she's Right, she's only supportive like... when it benefits him. Yeah. I guess like going – like looking back at stuff, like the prom video one – you know, he was like mm-hmm. really sweet and supportive of her back then and got like super embarrassed and crushed. Yeah. I wonder if that's why he's all hurt and guarded. Our old wounded Maybe. Ross. Anyway. But also he like did that once again in secret and didn't have to like make a big deal about it. And it was so incredibly sweet. Yeah. And that was after the one with the list. And she basically forgave him yeah completely she, forgot yeah. about it but when he's trying to force her into forgiving him with yeah. slinkies oh and i agree crap he's trying to like um, distract her and he's trying yeah. to do a henrik ibsen a doll's house <gasps> yes oh my gosh foreshadowing symbolism tell wherever miss i, I change all my grades other... to a's <laughs> yes give us 100s in english 100 you 100s please I think we've done a done really good work today, Renee. I think we have too. I I, I, I apl- <laughs> Do you know I what I'm picturing? 
I'm what? picturing your face being that one, like that girl um, when Joey teaches acting lessons at the night school and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like gawking at him. No, I was actually very like, straight faced. Okay, thank you. I, well, your face couldn't get that ugly. Um, it just Aww. doesn't do that. Her it just face doesn't do hideous, that thing. But, but um, well done. Well done. Kudos to you, Renee. Some great you. work here today. Um, but yeah, eventually, after he takes her to the hospital, he cancels his thing and yeah, takes her to the hospital. And then the guys ask him after how it was. And she's like, oh, I forgot about that. Of course. Yeah. And he was like, he minimizes it so much. He's like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Because they want her to feel bad. They're like, how did the TV thing go? And he's like, oh, I didn't go. And she's like, what, what? And he's like, you needed me. And she's just like, that's so sweet. Yeah. And he's and And she's like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, because I knew you'd you'd make me go. Yeah. And but you needed me. Yeah. Like more stuff like that, Ross. More stuff like that. Yeah. I agree. Okay, well, let's see if Ross does more stuff like that yeah, next week, shall we? We we'll shall. wait and see. My Ross head, I'm still a Ross head, but I'm questioning. Okay. If this were a caucus, I'd be a Ross head, but I'm open to hearing about the others. She's registered as a Ross head, but <laughs> has not voted yet. They've not fully guessed my Oh ballot, my gosh, so should you- we make a ballot? <laughs> I would love a, a card. This card election season, Ross head. <laughs> this election season, make your vote count. We should. We'll do that. Maybe for whenever the. That's not till November, but maybe we'll make the yeah. the, the election the fun election, the, the one that you election. like to debate about, where everyone's still friends at the end. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was that was episode twenty one, the one mm-hmm. with a chicken a duck. Mm-hmm. Next week is season three, episode 22, the one with the screamer <laughs> and a very fun Guess guest so. cameo. Yes, there is. And I will leave it with a little preview of who it is saying, bomb, 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 You happy? <laughs> And if you don't get that, it's because you have not watched Meet the Parents 150,000 times. because you're a Zoomer and we can't like help you. Ashley. <laughs> like Jokes. Ashley and I I've seen that movie a um, lot of times. Join us for um, more good jokes like that one. Yes. And hopefully we make more amazing discoveries like we did this week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was some good work. I'm actually tired from that one so i think I'm we need tired. to give ourselves a break so you deserve one mama needs a drink okay, you're doing amazing you. sweetie <laughs> <laughs> all right that's us that is us. thank you so much for joining and join us next week we'll See talk then. to you then bye, bye. chick bye duck bye.